Welcome back to The Edge. Changing the recommendations after you've opted in? Really? Come on, Google Ads. Local search is showing more and more spam and fake reviews, and Google can't keep up. Top three GA4 features to help you find that lost data from your UA migration and another Berry Blast. All here, you're listening to News from The Edge for the week of January 9th, 2023, here on Edge of the Web Radio. From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. This is Edge. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, owner of Site Strategics. We're covering SEO and digital marketing news of the week, separate from our interview series. Uh, getting more news to you as quickly as possible. Check out everything over at edgeofthewebradio.com. Edgeofthewebradio.com. Get into this as quickly as you can. We got a lot of stuff to go over. Joining me this week is Morty Oberstein, head of SEO branding over at Wix. Morty, how are you doing, sir? Sick, tired, cranky. I'm a curmudgeon today, par excellence. You're taking my role this week. I see. The curmudgeon yeah, well, role. You know, so <laughs> I feel like I'm always a curmudgeon, really. Yeah, well, I mean, we try to fix it in post most most weeks, but it, it does uh, come out, right? I'm are sorry. Are your kidney stones, by the way? Dude, you did that, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> they're still there, and uh, they're hanging out, chilling. You, With did, you want me to space laser them for you? <laughs> Could you now? Appreciate it. Try. I'll talk to Mendel. <laughs> All right. So, so that I'm, I'm with the doc yesterday, and he says, okay, you know, there's other other practices, other other ways to treat. I go, what? He says, well, I mean, some other doctors say drink two beers. I'm saying yes, because you can get fluid going through the system, right? You're kind of renting beer. You're not you're not owning it. And you just need to get those fluids going. So uh, evidently, that's the doctor's prescription. Sounds like four. Sounds like four. Sounds I really like, do. Sounds <laughs> like a quack, dude. <laughs> he said Where, two. Where'd you find this doctor? Local service ads? <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> do four beers just to be safe. <laughs> I, I, just, I just got to get those fluids going. That, well, thanks for bringing that up on the podcast. Appreciate it. You know what I'm going to bring up on the podcast? I'm going to bring up the who, and that is Greg Finn of Marketing O'Clock. He's here as well. So, Greg, how hey, you Aaron. doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great, and now I realize why uh, I haven't had kidney stones in a while. It's it's those uh, two beers every day. So, <laughs> today I learned. So this is a public service announcement from Edge of the Web. To avoid kidney stones, just drink beer regularly. Why not? Oh, there you go. There we go. Okay. Our job here is done. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Neither are we. <laughs> Please. Edge of the Web takes no responsibility for the kidney stones you'll get by drinking two beers a day in any way, shape, or form. Do not take what... Yeah. There not, we go. Not a lawyer. Not a doctor. <laughs> All right. The, 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 you know, usually we don't have Greg on. I certainly appreciate Greg coming on and, and bailing Morty, Morty out because he really doesn't take a swing at paid ad news at all. It's it's kind of a thing. He I'm does. sure he could. Do, I'm sure he could handle. I have faith in Morty, <laughs> but I, I wrote one of them, so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. So check this out. First article from Search Engine Land is from Greg Finn, the guy on the show right here. Check this out. Why advertisers should reassess Google Ads recommendations. I'll do a quick preamble and kick it over to you, Greg. On Jan January fourth, Google Ads fundamentally changed the definition of recommendations that users previously implemented. 
That's the most important word previously. And Google's only giving advertisers two weeks before the change actually hits. So what is this change? And why are they doing it after users have opted in? Go, Greg. Right. And it's kind of a really quick backstory. Google came up with this optimization score to try to show advertisers ways that they can optimize their accounts. And, and with that, they have all these different recommendations that you can implement. And by doing so, it'll make changes to your account. You can dismiss recommendations. You don't have to take them. And then you have your optimization score. And you know what many folks have seen is that not always are they in their best interests. And per se, a good example might mm -hmm. be one recommendation where it says raise your budgets right and there isn't a recommendation that says lower your budgets <laughs> so like that doesn't exist right and right. so this change really came for what's an auto applied recommendation so basically it's one of these recommendations that you opt into mm -hmm. and you say yep google on your behalf you can make these changes to my account moving forward so this one specifically was I'd say maybe one of the more harmless ones. We didn't, we don't really ever use this. We don't really use auto applied recommendations, mm -hmm. but kind of the people that always take the brunt of this are those that are like the small, medium sized business that don't really know enough not to do it. They see that Google made this recommendation trust and they kind of trust them at face yeah. value. Yeah. And so this one, it used to say, like, hey, if you've got a keyword with the same match type as another keyword in an ad group, we're going to go towards just have one of those keywords go. And it does make some sense because then you don't split some of the, you know, impression data, click data between two different terms. And obviously with like the way that close variants have expanded, there's sort of a need for this. And I could see some people actually applying this auto-applied recommendation. Right. Um, and so then this email came out and said that basically you got about 15 days to and there's a change coming if you had opted into this auto-applied recommendation. And the change said, instead of being the same match type, like exact match and exact match, mm -hmm. now if you've got a different match type in an ad group and a broad match term, they're going to get rid of the more specific term, so phrase match or exact match, in lieu of having a, your broad match uh, keyword there. Okay, I got my hand raised here. Usually those phrase match and exact match are much more narrowly focused and potentially higher converting terms. The broad match usually meet a lot of different variances and are a good deal more expensive, right? Just from uh, just the peanut gallery here. Well, yeah, it, 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 I would say... Yes, you know, when you look at the big picture. Right. But there's also ways that you would have those and say, maybe I want to bid higher, right? I want a higher impression share for this exact term or as close as I can get to it. Right. I want to pay more for that term. And then something that is a little bit less focused, maybe I want to pay less for that term. Um, and you really shouldn't have broad match in a campaign or ad group if it's not on smart bidding. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. kind of all a moot point. But I think that the bigger deal here is that you opted in to a recommendation that was very specific. It had these specific set of rules. And I said, yep, I want to be in on that. And then the change occurred to say, the definition and the execution of what you opted into is now different. It's not a new new recommendation somehow. <laughs> we're just changing what you already had, had said you wanted to hop So pre-show, we said we were talking about if I actually accept a credit card rate or a loan, a mortgage rate, right? And all of a sudden, the mortgage company decides to change my rate based on my signed rate earlier, right? Are we talking about kind of the same parallel here? 
I mean, arguably, it, it could be, it has to be considered, right? And if you look at this change, this change specifically, yes, you're getting rid of the more specific term. Mm -hmm. You're going to a broad match where typically you see less keyword matching in broad match just when you look at the search query report. Right. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal from the change that's going to happen because you already had a broad match term in your ad group. You're, you know, you had phrase match or exact match in there as well. Mm -hmm. But I, to me, it's the precedent. Like yeah. if you say, I'm going to sign up to have this recommendation auto-applied, I know exactly what I'm looking for. This is what's going to happen. Yes, I'm going to check this off. I'm going to check it off on behalf of my client. And then that changes the complete way that it operates. I mean, that is like a very slippery slope in my mind. And I wrote in the article, like, I don't think I'd trust, we don't use auto-applied recommendations, but for some people that do use it, don't have the right, you know, might not be staffed up mm -hmm. or anything like that. Still, it's like if they can change this down the road and give you 14 days, you got to check that email, you're out, you know, who knows what it could be. So so the precedent, the precedent was set even earlier with Google pushing forth these auto recommendations or these opt ins. And on top of that, we're seeing even UX issues where it looks like you're supposed to click through something to actually get to the rest of the dashboard. Inadvertently, people can actually auto-apply something without even knowing what they were doing. But on top of it, they're pushing these recommendations and they've also been requiring, what is it, 75% of accepted recommendations to continue being a Google partner as well. And on top of it, these auto-recommendations now can change without notice or with very minimal notice. And these the people that have been deploying these auto recommendations usually aren't those marketing agencies. They're the individual companies or the individuals that are managing and they don't have maybe the experience or knowledge about what these what these are actually doing. Is this really as demonstrable as I think it is? Just pulling the wool over people's eyes to get them to hit that button and change the terms of the agreement afterwards? I think that if you gave somebody at Google truth serum, you know, they would say all these changes are, are, are you know, they're here for short-term profit, right? Like, like the people making these changes, you know, this isn't like, I mean, I care more about Google ads than, than they do. That's a hundred percent. There it is. You know, I think that the bigger thing is like, it seems very innocent at the beginning of it, right? And just an of note to uh, Aaron to correct you, you can you can you can dismiss those recommendations mm -hmm. and it won't count against you. So if you're oh, okay, a partner gotcha. and you're trying to get rid of those, you still can dismiss them. They tried to make it so you couldn't dismiss them. I we freaked out about that and, right. and kind of got that help to get that changed. But I don't think that anybody could could honestly say that these recommendations are in the best interest of advertisers where it says things like add search partners for better performance. There's no recommendation to remove search partners, right? Like TechLine, there's no lower budgets. There's right. no spend less. So when you look at these things and to your other point, there's ways you can apply all. There's no ways you can dismiss all of them, <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, so I think it's very short-sighted near-term profit instead of trying to make something that's a better product. I'd say it's about four years ago, Google stopped innovating on Google ads and they just push people to get more money out of, them. you know, they kind of built up, built up, built up, built up this best ad platform. And now they're just kind of without even knowing it, tearing it down for, you know, short-term OKRs. There it is. And that's, that's really, uh, 
main reason I wanted to get you all on board on this one is just to be able to have that focus right there is that it's short-term gains and they're destroying their brand. And marketers, I mean, your advocacy in that article is pushing back as much as possible. Do not take these auto-apply type of recommendations. It could very well be your undoing. I'm going to give Morty a take on this. What are your thoughts as we boil this thing up, man? Uh, what, do you, what do you think about what they're doing for the sh short-term shakedown of change? <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're kind of seeing here, right? I'm sorry, I, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> when I say black that I've been I've been checking my email. <laughs> you do know you're on a podcast, right? <laughs> I checked out. Yeah, and then one other funny thing, just uh, to kind of put a bow on some of that too. Uh, Mike Ryan Retail on Twitter had noticed that some of these changes were happening in his account, and put out a big long. Um, like a, one of those notes app that you see all the professional athletes use when they made a mistake. <laughs> He's got this big long write-up of it. And basically he had noticed it happening in his account that had this opted on, had reached out to Google and they had said there was a bug mm. and that he was going to get credit back for it. And then in his words, it's like, oh, well, now this thing that was a bug is now celebrated as a feature. <laughs> so it might have been a feature that was rolled out. And Ginny said it might have been a feature with a bug, all this different stuff. Right. But it's really, really hard to trust Google Ads these days. And Ginny does a fantastic job at Ads Liaison on Twitter. But it's just become, quite frankly, you have to combat some of these changes and some of these, you know, features that Google's rolling out. And it's it's pretty tiresome, but, you know, it's uh, a good agency is worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you're absolutely right, is that a good deal of battle of just dealing with the interface of Google Ads is dismissing those auto apply all those recommendations i mean they come at you regularly every time wait wait, you're wait, wait, wait 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 mm -hmm. because I, whenever i see it says do you want us to do it for you in google ads i'm like yes please just do it for me <laughs> you're saying that is checked back and you're saying i shouldn't be doing that probably not no and uh, we're very good very glad that you're the head of seo branding not the head of seo i, I don't they don't let me touch paid <laughs> i don't want to touch paid <laughs> keep, me away, keep me away from the money unless, unless yeah, you sponsor just, something unless sponsoring things it's just like with SEO Morty you just chat GPT it and you're all done boom that's what I've been doing right <laughs> like I just like at, although like I asked chat GPT if OJ did it and it didn't know so how smart is it we all know OJ did it oh my gosh that's the litmus right thought, there huh that was it like I'm done with this thing this thing is stupid <laughs> everyone knows OJ did it you know what's you know what's not stupid not stupid is is choosing ding dongs over ring bitch. ring dings. Look at this. Look at this. First off, I okay. So Aaron has for the audio <laughs> listeners, which are like ninety nine percent of our listeners. We had a debate last week on Twitter about ding dongs versus ring dings. They're both these ca uh, preserves Chocolate infused cake. cakes. Absolutely, Com completely. Well, I've never had either. Never had either of them. You've never <laughs> had a ring. <laughs> this freaking industry. No one's had a ring ding. Just me and Barry. <laughs> Nobody it knows about a ring ding, but I wanted to bring it to the to the, the awareness of every edge listener. We're gonna run a poll here. We gotta have a full-on vote because you know what? I mean, look at even the package of ring ding. It's all torn up and oh my gosh, it's falling over. First off, you made it sound like you never heard of a ring ding before. You clearly you have them. <laughs> Where did you go to get these? Where did uh, oh, this, this was an Amazon shipment. Okay. There you go. Just <laughs> See, for we, just for the gag. I'm I'm gonna say I right now. I realize that ring. 
Ring dings are must they must be like a northeast kind of thing. Because like they because they were not adopted York, from I mean, like, the rest of the country. Like That's exactly City. right. Right, exactly. It never got out yeah. because it shouldn't have. <laughs> I just it's exclusive. They're better because you, you try them, huh? You try them. Oh no, yeah, we're, gonna, we're, gonna do, we're gonna do this at the end of the show. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Are they, is that good for your kidney stones? Oh, let's see. You know what's good for my kidney stones? Having a new title sponsor on Edge of the Web. Ring ding. <laughs> Ring ding. <No. laughs> Hey, our, our title sponsor for the news from the edge is SE Ranking. SE Ranking is a cloud-based platform that offers comprehensive set of tools for SEO and online marketing professionals. Their platform includes a site audit, competitor analysis, website ranking, keyword suggesting, grouping, backlink marketing, automated professional reporting, and much more. They also have a really cool content marketing tool. You can actually create SEO briefs for copywriters and write optimized content. And they also have a content idea finder. They've got an algorithm, an AI algorithm that is smarter than chat GPT. It knows OG did it. At the core of this is an independent AI algorithm and an in integration with Google NLP. So it's a very cool tool. You gotta check this out. But here, they are the new sponsor of The Edge. And we wanted to share with you who they are, but also what they're offering. Check this out. We have a contest. Ding, ding, ding. We got a, we got a contest here. It's the SE Ranking Checklist Challenge. If you complete the challenge, you'll get one month of their Pro 1000 subscription for free. All right? Check this out. If you go to edgeoftheweb.radio.com forward slash SE ranking, you'll get free use of the pro level of their software for two weeks. Complete the challenge. Here's the challenge. Number one, create a project, add at least five keywords. Two, find five competitors via their competitive research tool and add them to your My Competitors section. Run a website audit and show what issue you're going to fix. Do a backlink check and upload your backlinks to the backlink monitoring tool and optimize one page using content marketing tool that I was just talking about. Fill all that out, send it to the email that you'll receive as soon as you sign up and just send a screenshot that you completed that. And you have the possibility of not only you're absolutely gonna get the full month subscription there, but you have the possibility of getting a $2,500 value of a full year business package membership from SE Ranking. What a nice big launch of a, of a brand new title sponsor here. So if you go over to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash SE Ranking, sign up. Users that sign up will actually get an email with uh, instructions of where you send your screenshot. Send that over and over the course of 30 days, we'll be letting you know that we're getting those in and we'll be announcing the winner after the February 10th show. Boy, that's a promo and a half. How about that? Rules do apply, but check it over at SERanking.com. Thanks for joining us, SE Ranking. All right, so we have our friends Ring Dings and Ding Dong. We're going to be uh, rolling the uh, the poll out here right after the show, but I just want to – I had to get the gag out. I mean, because I had to. All right, Search Engine Land. We have another article. This is actually another, another ad article uh, that we want to talk about, so go check something else, I guess, Morty. Um <laughs> Arbitrage. It's local service ads. Like it's different. It's on the it SERP. Is, it's on the SERP itself. And that's what's really important here. Arbitrage in Google's local service ads, what you need to know. So there's spam ongoing in the local search space, but it actually appeared to actually have moved into other areas that Google is not able to police. Now, check this out. So what's happening here is that there's a large lead generation network that's involved 
they actually are trashing areas as they go through with fake profiles. They bolster them with fake reviews and then turn around and sell those leads to different merchants, usually the same mer merchants that they actually buried. So this is actually permeated into personal injury law as well as garage door installations. So this is going across the country. The whole deal is, <laughs> this is tripped out. It really is. These entities that are registered inside of local service ads, they're background checked. And Google does a pretty extensive background check on advertisers. But they'll pass that in one way, shape, or form. And they'll get their Google guaranteed mark or the Google screen mark. Okay. Google then presents those providers to, as those who have been verified, the result is three providers that are returned to the top of the query. Then they'll also create fictional reviews from the leads that they generate. They're actually generating leads onto themselves and then creating reviews that are verified reviews. So they're monetizing this review process and they're getting maybe every leads 25 bucks. They're paying that to be able to bolster and inflate their verified review properties. And as soon as a legitimate call comes in for the service, right? They'll send somebody out there that's not this company, but somebody else that's in the local area selling that lead to them at a higher price than 25 bucks. And ultimately that there's no qualification for that person doing the job or that company doing the job, shoddy materials, shoddy labor, and no guarantee on the products. They'll keep on doing this until negative reviews kind of sandbag the original entity. And then they'll just move on from there. This is almost like, what do you want to, it's like carpet bagging of some sort. They're moving in, but they're also completely blowing out everyone that's legitimately ranking in the LSA reviews. All right, so there's a situation. This is some sort of scheme that's rolling through LSA. Guys, thoughts on what this manipulation means to the SERP and just that entire ad space. Morty, go first. I'll give you this one. I always thought it was where the Google got into this game when they first launched as well as like 2016, 2017. Yeah. I thought it was a weird thing. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Why would you want to be associated with this or on the hook with this kind of thing? Which again, they're not in the end, they're the ones guaranteeing this whole thing, but they're not taking any responsibility, it seems like. But nope. leave that as it may, who would have thought? that people would have figured out a way to beat this system. I mean, <laughs> it's shocking. Also shocking is that you thought like, you know, like, I don't know, hedge fund managers, like the you know, scum of the earth, lawyers, scum. No, the whole time it's been like the local plumber yes. who's been the scum of the earth. They're Show the fixing plumber. garage doors. <laughs> I feel so betrayed by these people. To be I fair, to be fair, I think there's a lot of very localized agencies that specialize in it there's one like right in my vicinity where i am here mm -hmm. that they do all this stuff you know what i mean and people come to them and they don't know that they're getting into these tactics oh, and wow. they set something up a lot of times like that you don't know like it's like hey i'm gonna go solicit reviews for you they don't know they're all fake or anything like that mm. and then yeah I, i'm with morty when this came out it's like you're gonna guarantee this how is that <laughs> how does that make sense and then you think there might be some protection from this because Google has it guaranteed, right. but this is really diabolical where the person that gets the lead says, oh, we got to cancel it, but we can still get it done with this company. So then people don't even think about it, but that guarantee goes out the window 
because you're no longer working with this company that was Google guaranteed. It's, Correct. it's really evil. Now, to, to explain, the guarantee is a $1,500 compensation if that vendor fails to perform. And that's the whole Google guarantee side of things. And if everything's coming under the wire, Greg's right, is that there's no contractual obligation that Google has to be able to take care of that consumer. So it's buyer beware, obviously, but what a sham of pump and dump. And, and I mean, literally, they're building up an entity that's fictional and just moving everybody who's legitimate out of the way and then just waiting for it to all crash down just so they can do it again. Bunch of ding-dongs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's always been like the one area where I think I think Google's always, always <laughs> fell short. Anything that is manual, anything that's not algorithmic, mm -hmm. we just see time and time again that they are just not fast enough. They do not have the capacity. And you might even be able to get rid of 50% of these fake reviews, but you still have 50% of it out there. And then these poor people that, you know, get totally scammed, who are they going to call? Who are they going to call? Good luck get, yeah. getting Ginny on the phone. To yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I wonder, I've always wanted to see what are the stats? How many times have Google handed out that refund? I would love to know that. I would love to know that. And on top of it, like five. Yeah, probably so. Exactly. Who are you going to ring ding to actually answer the call and get Google on the line? No? Sorry. Look at that. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. And then there's another thing too in the article where one company was quoting for 1,500 reviews, four thousand dollars. Yeah, like, that's a deal. <laughs> like, I don't know. Can't do that. It's, it's like not only against terms of service and it's illegal. Like it's against FTC rules. But that's a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. However, we're not actually uh, uh, endorsing that particular process. No. <laughs> They'll go to jail. I, I, find, I find it funny, though, because Google has all these fancy algorithms. To, you know, if you're doing a product review that you have firsthand experience, but it can't realize that half the review content has been generated by ChatGPT. Oh, <laughs> come on. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon? Yeah, <laughs> never too soon. Oh, well, I mean, we want to bring this to your attention. Buyer beware. Make sure that you know who you're doing business with. And in the in the garage door serv service and personal injury law, I mean, there's we know there's issues out there, especially with roofing and the like. But if you're actually making a decision off of LSA reviews, verify it. Make sure you know who's coming out. You know, check their credentials as well, because it could very well be you're getting snowed right there. So there's a public service announcement. All right. Hey, we're proud to have Inlinks as a sponsor of Edge of the Web. Did you know that entities play a major role in how search engines understand and rank content online? Optimizing your content for keywords is a thing of the past. So check out an award-winning software in Entity SEO. That's Inlinks. Inlinks provides you an expert level of data to be able to build your content around key concepts. So Google can actually have a better understanding of the context of your articles. So go over to Edge of the Web radio.com forward slash inlinks be able to sign up for a free inlinks account and start creating content that will outperform your competitors all right third article now we all love talking about google analytics right yay yeah <laughs> and we know google analytics 4 is going to be our destination here. So again, nudge, nudge. If you haven't done it yet, get your analytics migrated over from analytics three over to analytics four. Analytics three is going away. It's going bye-bye. 
uh, in July. So uh, over at MarTech, Samantha Barnes actually uh, jumps in on this article. Three Google Analytics features to make up for lost data. Using these tools in GA4 will help compensate for tracking limitations so you can remain somewhat data-informed. So... Here's the deal is that what we do know is the user experience is completely changing. Guys, have you been trying out Google Analytics for enough to be able to you know, weigh in on that factor? Where the heck is my <laughs> where the heck is the cheese? I mean, it's nowhere right on the on the desktop. You gotta go digging into everything, right? That's kind of the issue. Like I started playing around with it more. I started a course on it. I stopped the course on it because I had like work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Go yeah, got to go back. We got to get our courses done so we have a full full beat on there. Hey, uh, Greg, are you full in on GA4 yet? Greg's gone, dude. Oh, he's gone. He bailed on us. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> he didn't want to stay for the ring ding competition. <laughs> All right. So anyway, the long long story short here is that legacy Google Analytics is going to be going away. There's a major facelift and the data model itself. And one of the platform's most powerful upgrades was the addition and refinement of machine learning capabilities. There's a number of factors of kind of secret secrets, not so secret tools in there that can actually make it a little bit more worthwhile because there are a, little, a few difficulties getting your reporting somewhat oriented to where, where uh, UA was. All right. So unobserved data. Here's one thing, how it works and why it matters. No matter which analytics tool you use, leveraging unobserved data is a great tool to keep up on the evolving environment of digital marketing analysis. So there are three examples of out-of-the-box features to make up for the loss of data here. Data-driven attribution in GA4, data-driven attribution, DDA, right? Maybe somewhat hard to find if you're not familiar with it, says she. Uh, it's located in the advertising section instead of the reports area. Advertising reports are interesting and split out because they provide a different view of your data. So in UA, the closest equivalent is the multi-channel funnel report. It's a good descriptor because these reports expand the analysis of conversions into those multiple touch points. You got to check that out. If you've been using multiple channel touch points before to be able to see how your different campaigns are affecting overall conversion, this is where you should be finding this information, the data-driven attribution. DDA attribution model uses a statistical model to show how significant a channel is in assisting in a conversion. Uh, you could have 5,000 purchases attributed to organic search in the main GA acquisition reporting, but previous touch points from paid search channel actually may be significantly influencing those uh, conversions. Another factor is predictive metrics. We have data about what users saw and engaged with, but what do they do next? This is actually a, a machine learning process that is actually giving us an understanding of where the best pathways are. And for example, e-commerce, they're actually able to set up some predictive metrics and audiences as well to be able to be associated to the inbound traffic. So it can actually start giving you some predictive numbers as it's seeing different channels starting to spike and, and swell. And the third point here, behavior modeling. Behavior modeling is the most impactful machine learning feature out there out of the three because it affects user tracking right from the source, the identifier. It involves integrated GA4 with your cookie consent management tool so that analytics can collect data on users who don't consent to be tracked. This sounds kind of counterintuitive, says she, but the data is 
anonymized and not related to cookie and, uh, and any user identifier information. However, if you're interested in taking that advantage of that behavior modeling, Google's documentation on consent mode can help you start that conversation and action around these user tracking methods. So you can actually go through the user behavior modeling. If you go to admin, reporting identity, and then the blended tab there, you can actually start that predictive analysis on behavior. All right, that was a long-winded way of saying there are some nuggets of gold in there. We want to make sure that you're paying attention to GA4. We're going to do this every so often to be able to bring this in front of our audience because the more you know about where to find certain features that you may be used to in UA3, right, at least you're going to come in for a semi-soft landing. Boy, it's tough there. But they are changing things regularly, making more and more functionality available. All right. I think Morty's checked out again on this. Morty, I, I, it's just like I didn't give you yeah. anything this week, did I? No. <laughs> but I took it easy on you no. because you're tired. I'm also sick, so. Ah. Uh, well, yeah. well, I'll give you, you the ring dings. Let's get to the ring dings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna have to have a poll here. What's the best thing about the ring dings, man? I mean, it's, for me, it's nostalgic. So, like, I'm I'm biased, but. It's the cream. Yeah. There's a there's a certain like taste of that cream that really hits. All right, Jake, you're gonna I, have to come in here and get one. Without. Oh. All right, so we're popping out a ring. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I I've had a ding dong before. Yeah. I don't recall uh, them. You don't recall the ding dong. All right. So no, it was not memorable for me. Much much nicer packaging. But I, think, I haven't had a I haven't had a ring ding in years. I can still taste it. Dude, you need to brush your teeth. Devil then. dogs, yodels. <laughs> Ho-hos. Uh, sunny Doodles, Yankee Doodles. All right. Can go so, on. I did a quick research. Ring Dings came out first by like nine years. Holy moly. Ding Dong's oh, yeah. pretty no, clear they, name ripoff. Drake's is a, is a bomb. Like Drake's cake, that's the real thing. Cook uh, Coffee cake. All right, check this out. Here, I'll get a, right. get a zoom yeah, on this. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at this. This is just like... Uh, Hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all broken apart. It's supposed to be chocolate covered, right? And um, let's what see. is that? That's the ring ding. This is the ring ding, dude. And well, you uh, can't blame that your your delivery person. <laughs> I'm choking. Your delivery person destroyed your box. That's not, <laughs> that's not the ring ding's fault. But look at that. It's it's barely holding on to the chocolate cake. Boy, it, I, it, it's not the ring ding's fault. <laughs> but here here you have ding dong here. I'm just looking at the aesthetics, right? Well, here. if I if I took my fist and crushed it, like then the then. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Ding dong would also hostility, look bad. hostility. Look at that! Look at that! Look at that, Jacob. No, I mean, you're misleading the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a beautifully covered chocolate cake, right? No crumbling mass here whatsoever. All right, so uh, just mo moving, <laughs> moving on. Taste right? the cake. All right, taste, taste the, the cake. cake. All right, so we're going to do, do our do our tasting here. Oh my gosh, it's falling apart everywhere. It's making a mess on the desk itself. You're you're you're, you're creating bias. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, no, 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 no. All right, so I taste some cream here. All right, most of the chocolate fell on the on the table here. So there it goes. It's not, really, not really even. Getting no the, way is the ring is going to win like this. You, you, know, you have to be open minded. <laughs> All right, I'll be open minded. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Jacob. I don't know if I was doing a blind taste test if I would know the difference. Did you get a ding dong? I, I did not. Well, you got to get but a ding dong too. I, I think I think the real test here is is we've got to blindfold someone mm -hmm. and tell them they're going to have one of each, 
Put him right. in front of them and let them decide which is which. What do I taste? Spinach? Go grab somebody from your staff. <laughs> Who's around? <laughs> all right, all right. Got to get somebody in here. Get Clay in here. Okay. All right. All right. Blindfold him. Got to blindfold him. <laughs> now, so. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, which one do you like better, though? The ding dong is so much. Oh, smoother. You are, you're, <laughs> it's not a single malt scotch. That's smooth. It's a freaking ding dong. <laughs> The, ch- the chocolate has a much a more defined taste. Ridiculous. So what do we have for the Barry Blast this week? <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So that said, Barry Blast, uh, we've got Google's helpful content update and link spam update can take another week or two to complete. Okay? Yep. That's Den- true. Yeah, that is true. Dentists yep. can now use Google local service ads, but <laughs> buyer beware. Okay. Also true. By the way, I just I just saw it to now. Barry uh, did a poll. You Most a- SEOs are using Google Analytics for. They are? Are not. No, they are not. Uh, no, Carrie Hill from Sterling Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the status of your GA4 install? <laughs> 41.7% just collecting data. Oh, wow. 17% collecting and using data. 20.5% monkey faces. And 19.9% see results. No vote. The, no. the 19.9% are people who who didn't want to vote for just collecting data because they were embarrassed. <laughs> so I say just collect data is like 60% now. Yeah. Well, I mean, eventually they're going to get there, right? All right. So I've got Chad Pellett, who's uh, one of the staff members here at Sight. Chad. And Chad, we're going to have you do a blind taste test on ring dings and ding dongs. And we're going to ask you to tell us which you like the best. All right. He's a connoisseur, he says. We don't oh. have him on mic, so no, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you uh, one of these, and then you're actually going to uh, taste the other and tell me which one you like the best. You cannot look. Holy crap. Look at this one. I can't even give him this one. It's breaking up. Oh my no, God. Don't, the more you talk, the more you're ruining the accuracy. <laughs> of i, I got to find one that's whole. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I got, I got one. I got one. All right. Okay. For the record, Chad didn't hear any of this whole like lead. He, he doesn't know that. that oh, like, broken. Okay. He doesn't know the competition. He doesn't know. All right. Take a bite of that. What a mess. <laughs> this is. I have to clean up after here. <laughs> wow. It's yeah. See. All right. Isn't that fantastic? All right. So we've got that going on. So there's one. No, you should not eat the whole thing. I wouldn't recommend. It. <laughs> All right, here's the second one. Right out. This is, this is uh, yeah. Number one. He says number two for That's some odd reason. Right. <laughs> That's right. Ring things win because they're better. Number two was a little drier than number one. Okay, well, um, thanks for nothing, Jed. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for everything. And Morty, thanks you. Thanks you immensely because it completely destroyed where where I was going here. All right. Thanks so much, Chad. Appreciate it. It's official now. It is official. Thank you. Ring things are better. It's official, everybody. (laughs) All right. Hey, uh, check this out. Last Berry Blast. Microsoft Bing to add OpenAI's chat GPT feature. That's something that deserves a bit more storyline there. Uh, Did you catch that article, sir? I did. What do you think? I'm so hung up on the ring thing. <laughs> I'm should, just so happy. We should. <laughs> thanks a lot. 
But uh, no, it may it, it makes sense. We actually covered this in the uh, news section of the Serps Up podcast. I know um, you did. That's why I wanted to bring it around. I, I got. I had to give you something. Stop I plugging gratuitously. Whole, I can't talk. I have to record an episode tomorrow of the Serps Up podcast, the best SEO podcast. Oh my god, Serps Up podcast, the best SEO SEO. I see what he's doing. See, see what do, he's doing. Do you know what you want to see? You want I, I have so many stories to tell about how this works, the SEO, and uh-huh. and the linking around best SEO podcast yeah. and the games that you have yeah. to play in order to get into the podcast carousel. Games? What are you podcast. talking about? Games. It's a joke. What's going on in there? Oh, uh, right. <clears throat> but it makes sense, right? Microsoft has paid a lot of money into this. If they can pull it into being search, yep. I think a question is going to be attribution. Absolutely. If you're if you're Bing, if you're a search engine, you can't just scrape the web through GPT and then expect it to show that up in search results. Matt Southern mentioned to me on Twitter that he, uh, what is it? Um, oh, what search engine is it? You? Yep. Is that what it's called? Yeah. They put like footnotes in mm-hmm. when they serve back an AI produced result, so that has like links. You're gonna have to have links anyway because if the user wants to dive deeper, like in a feature snippet. Mm-hmm. What are they supposed to do next? So in order to satisfy the user journey, you're going to have to have some kind of link in there. I would, I would yeah. imagine. So I don't think it's like, oh, search is going to pull in the AI content. There'll be no more links. It'll be just be you chatting with the AI. It's that's not what's going to happen. I don't see that. Right. I would say more, but I really can't talk. All right, fine. He's done. Put a fork in him. All right, so. Uh... You're absolutely right. Is that there's if this is a new model, there was a search engine about 15 years ago called ChaCha. I don't know if you actually remember this, but it was actually a human managed chat dialogue kind of chat sar- concierge where you could actually ask somebody, a bank of operators, right? It was actually founded here in Indianapolis, if you can believe that. And you could ask questions, and these people would actually go and find you resources from their search skills and bring that to you. How about well, that's that? That's awesome. Yeah, so chat GPT could very well be the evolution of chat chat, right? All right. I, I would like to try this. But I'm sorry it's gone. <laughs> the amount of trolling that you would do. <laughs> Maybe they would know if OJ did it. I I I, th- I think they were around when he when he was doing it. <laughs> They'd reply, duh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Everyone knows he did it. Come on, all right. Hey, uh, we'll let you go here. Sorry, you're feeling so bad. But who is actually on SEO chat this week? The great Dan Taylor from over at Salt. Oh, cool. And we actually covered it on this podcast a couple of months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. He wrote a great article about indexing, how it's getting harder, and the problem that's going to be faced. The web and in Google and Google is an indexing process. Right. And we're going to be talking about that and more about it crawling and indexing on SEO chat, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday on Twitter. Follow the hashtag, hashtag SEO chat. My gosh, I feel bad for this guy. He's, he, I can't he's, talk. He's crawling through it. Thank you so much for participating, Morty. And uh, you win. You, you, your ring dings won. I win. Uh, it's all worth it. It I'm was gl- all worth it. I, I hope. Hopefully, I like, we I haven't like to put thank you in the a- academy. <laughs> so what do I do with all this? All all this crap. I gotta send it over. Well, to you. you throw the ding dongs in the garbage. <laughs> they suck. You hit the ring dings. <laughs> Fantastic. All right.
Well, that's it, listeners. Thank you so much for getting to the end of this. And see, you, you get a payoff here. We're gonna <laughs> we gotta do something. Make sure that you go check out edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash se ranking. Sign up for the contest. You'll get the opportunity to get a full year subscription to our new title sponsor of the news. So check them out. And let them know how, what you think about their sponsorship here. They're, they're certainly interested in seeing uh, if they can connect with you, our audience. And uh, we've done some due diligence on the software. It's a killer platform and some neat things that we're going to be talking about over the course of the month. So thanks for joining us, Sassy Ranking. That's it for the news this week. Check out the second part of the Cindy Crum episode. Morty, if you hadn't checked out that podcast, you got to check it out. She is I, lo I love Cindy. Oh I my. didn't see that it came out, so I will definitely check that out. It, she is fantastic and so and smart. Oh, it's there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Brilliant. So check out everything. Give us a rating if you're interested over at ratethispodcast.com forward slash edge today to let us know how we did on this show and whether or not you're a ding dong or a ring ding. How about that? Identify, Edge Nation. Come on. All right. From all of us over the edge, stay safe, stay well, and do not be a ring ding. I mean, do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.